You've heard it, we've all heard it, words matter. What we don't hear is that words matter because they are matter. This insight, along with others we cover on this show, gives you a superpower. The ability to harness the power of words to revolutionize workplaces and the world. The power to create cultures where productivity soars, profits rise, and people feel included and inspired. As with all superpowers, you have to learn how to manage it. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about getting intentional with your communication eyes, your inputs, AKA words and language to get the O's, the outcomes, AKA the results, the impact that you want. Join me, your host, Erica Mills Barnhart and my amazing guests as we explore the wild and wonderful world of Communicate I.O. Hello, hello. I'm Erica Mills Barnhart, founder and CEO of Plaxum Communication, and I'm coming to you. I'll hop it on the it's halfway through the year. How are things going bandwagon <laughs> with this episode? It's a natural time to take inventory of how things have gone so far and ask, how might we want to course correct or what might we want to do differently in the second half of the year? Those are perfectly reasonable questions. And words matter because they are matter. Right? Give episode 41 a listen for more on this if you're like, what, what? So listen to that. But words matter because they are matter. So the words you use to frame up these, how are things going? Discussions and conversations matter a lot, especially right now. What I'm hearing consistently from the purpose-driven leaders I'm in contact with all day, every day, is something along the lines of this, like, still want to do so much, right, this year. We have a big vision and this work is important and we have to keep going, going, going. And I'm tired. My team is tired. Everyone is kind of sort of low-key burnt out, but we can't take our foot off the gas because of the aforementioned big vision and goals and commitment to achieving those big vision and goals. So hmm, what's a purpose-driven leader and team to do, right? So I want to, okay, this isn't the, the focus of this particular episode, but there's merit to the idea of slowing down to speed up. Just want to mention that it's summer, prime time to slow down. So it can feel scary, yes, to take your foot off the gas. That's totally a thing. But you can't go like on a road trip. You can't go anywhere with no gas in the tank, either actual or proverbial. I feel you on this, right? I have to remind myself all the time of this, like slow down to speed up. It's counterintuitive to purpose-centered high achievers like us. So I get that. I feel you. And yet... It's a thing, right? There's a lot of research backing this up. So if you and your team need like a quick recharge, check out the free ebook I wrote, Clever Daily Title Recharge, <laughs> Energize Your Employees One Word at a Time. Link to download it is in the show notes. Okay, so let's, that's the recharge. Back to revisiting goals and looking at the balance of the year ahead. I would let's just like wave our magic wand and everyone on your team or those participating in these conversations have enough in the tank that they can engage. Yes. When we talk about strategy and goals and objectives, we tend to default into standard language. We tend in general, by the way, to default into standard language, but we'll leave that for another day. So I'd like to suggest one small tweak to the standard language that will do two things. One, create more clarity for your team. And clarity is kind. It also saves you money, time, and energy, making it a win, win, win. And number two, it's going to make your team feel more motivated and inspired. 
Okay, so it's related to the sub point and number one around energy, but that, that this one small tweak can just make such a huge difference in terms of how people are, want to engage in the conversation. So before we get to the word, I know you're just like on the edge of your seat with that. <laughs> Let's distinguish between goals and objectives. I did dig deep on this in episode three, oh my God, in the Wayback Time Machine, episode three, titled Don't Set Marketing Goals, Do This Instead, relates to goals in general. Cliff Notes version of that, if you're not like up for listening to that full episode, goals are the end game and objectives are the milestones along the way. They let you know that you're making progress. Sticking with our summer summer travel metaphor, because why not? Goals are your destination and objectives are the milestones along the way. The milestones let you know that you're making progress, headed in the right direction. The goal, however, is to arrive at whatever destination you have identified for your summer vacation. So like... For my family, you know, I'm based in Seattle, Washington, and we go to a place called Lake Chelan, which is in central Washington state. It's about three hours away. We've gone almost every summer for forever. So for us, that's the end game, sitting there relaxing on Lake Chelan. Along the way, we go over two mountain passes. So we're going to go over Snoqualmie Pass first, then Blewett Pass. Then we're going to get into Wenatchee. And from there, we know it's about 30 minutes to Chelan. So if I find myself on White Pass, I'm going to be like, "Mm, nope. That's the wrong milestone. We are not making progress in the direction that we need to be going. Ditto for an organizational context, right? So just there's a difference between these two things. I know that they're kind of used interchangeably and maybe to you, it doesn't matter. But I feel, you know, the more clear clarity is kind. So clarity of language in these conversations can be very, very, very helpful. Okay. So once you've taken inventory and figured out where you stand vis-a-vis your goals and each of the objectives... Um, that are going to add up to achieving that goal. The standard question that follows is something like, what should we do differently the second half of the year to make sure we achieve our goals by the end of the year? Seems innocuous, right? That question, however, is non-innocuous. There's a sneaky word in there that I'd encourage you to eradicate generally from your life whenever possible, and especially when talking strategy and goals with your team, and that word is should. Should is a judgy. Judgy, judgy, judgy little word. And there is an etymological reason for this. So within the history of the word, we find out why it's so judgy. It comes from German or Gothic skulan. I had no idea. That's the first time I've seen that. So anyway, Gothic skulan, meaning to owe or be under obligation. That alone isn't fantastic, right? In the context that we're talking about, but it gets worse. Oh no, there's more. Related via past tense form to Old English, it meant guilt. And here we get to why should feels like it's like waggling its finger at you. It's grounded in guilt. You don't want to should on your people. Like, do you want your team to feel guilty about what hasn't been accomplished or energized about what's possible? Now, I understand there is a philosophy that believes guilt is the guilted path to results. I just personally almost, you know, <laughs> don't, I don't buy into this in general. I'm sure there are, I can think of exceptions to this rule. And sure, I mean, it might give you a little kick in the pants, but who wants to be kicked in the pants, right? And guilt, especially when it is layered, you know, brought to us from somebody else, or, you know, it's mainly an extrinsic motivation. So it means the performance of your team will be reliant on you guilting them through via the word should inadvertently. I'm not saying that you're like, oh, I know that it means guilt. I'm going to should, should, should. But it's an external force. Yes. And research tells us that intrinsic motivation that that comes from within is much more effective. 
So that's the source people can always tap into. So instead of the guilt-laden should, here's the question I'd suggest you ask and listen for the word switch. What could we do differently to get the results we want? Of course, the operative word here now is could, from should to could. Could harkens from old English originally and meant to be able. So now we're getting somewhere. Like if we were to paraphrase that, it would be, what are we able to do to get the results we want? Yeah. No blame, no shame. An invitation to wonder, to get curious, to get creative, to brainstorm, while of course staying grounded in reality. What are we able to do, right? It implies a little bit of realism. You're not like green light brainstorming the whole thing, right? Grounded in what's possible. The law of little things, which I talk about in episode 49, is at play here. This is a one-word tweet, a little tiny thing that could be the difference between your team joyously slain it this year or corrupting along. So corrupting or joyously slain, you pick. A note, of course, tone of voice, which is part of what is referred to as parent language, also matters. The tone you use to ask these questions is key. So if you're like, what can we do? What can we do? What ideas do you have? <laughs> right? Like, that's still going to not that's not going to feel awesome, right? It's probably going to shut folks down, make them feel defensive, again, about what has not happened. This sounds obvious, of course, I'm like exaggerating the paralanguage, my tone of voice. But what's interesting is we're actually surprisingly unaware of our tone of voice a great majority of the time. So I coach leaders on their communication. One of the things that I'm listening for so that I can sort of mirror it back to them or reflect it back to them, not mirror it, but reflect it back to them, is insights on their tone of voice that they may be unaware of, that are having unintended consequences. So it's really worth like, paying attention to your tone of voice. And it's, so it's important that you as a leader, when you're entering into these discussions about what, what have we done and what, what's possible going forward in order to achieve our goals, that you show up from a place of openness, abundance, curiosity. I suggest listening to episode 51, The Secret Life of Self-Talk, to make sure you're in that place. Okay? It has some very concrete, practical Tips for getting there, because if you're not there and you're fooling yourself about that, no, I'm in this place, really, I'm not. That's what's going to show. It's going to sneak out, right? So bottom line on this, we're halfway through the year, right? Don't shit on yourself and your team. It's not nice. And it won't get you those amazing, big, bold results you want. Yeah. These conversations, they can be just straight up tricky to navigate, again, especially the context that lots of teams and organizations are finding themselves in. If that's your, you know, if that's what's going on for you, reach out to me. We can work through it together. Yeah, and we'll figure it out. There's a booking link. You can find book time with me and that's in the show notes too. Okay. With all of that said, I'll just close with whatever you have accomplished. It's fantastic, right? Like, please celebrate what you have accomplished, right? Look at the abundance. It is so tempting. I do this all the time. I'm with you to focus on what hasn't been achieved. What has been achieved? I know for you and your team, it's a long list. Please start there. Please tap back into that right? again and again and again. High five virtually in person, whatever. It's a fist bump. I don't know what it's going to look like for you. Take time to celebrate. It does all sorts of beautiful, wonderful things for our brains and for connection between people on your team and then to other teams and within the organization as a whole. So I celebrate you. I know you're amazing and awesome. And with that, 
Do good, be well. I will catch you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode of the Communicate IO podcast, you know what to do next. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Leading can be hard. Communication doesn't need to be. If you're interested in having your organization or team learn how to communicate IO, I would love to hear from you. Get in touch at info at Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being a leader who is making our workplaces and our world better places to be.